Hello and welcome to Only One Truth. It's great to be with you today. I've got a really, really important subject matter for you. I want to talk about whether you are under the old Mosaic law or not, what law you are under, or are you free to do anything you want? Those are three things that, that we have today that are a lot of people going in one direction or the other. But I want to teach you what the Word of God says so that you won't use your liberty in Christ as an occasion to the flesh like Paul writes. He says, first of all, in the book of Acts, I want you to turn there if you would while I'm talking, Acts chapter 15. Now, Acts chapter 15 was a big dispute. There were those that were coming to the Lord. Paul was setting up the churches and preaching all over the place, and things were happening, and they had, this is when the Gentiles had just started coming into the church, and they really didn't know what to do with people like us because we weren't Jews, and they wanted to know whether we should be under the Mosaic law, the laws of Torah, you know, uh, uh, these, these uh, with 616 laws that we, should we follow that? Should we be circumcised? What should the Gentiles do? And I always like to go to Acts 15 because this shows you where and what happens with the Gentiles. It's so important of the foundation of your faith. So let's go to Acts 15 because there's a big dispute going on. Uh, and it says in chapter, verse 1, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the man of Moses, you can't be saved. Some people are saying today that same similar thing. They say unless you keep the Sabbath, unless you keep the laws of the Torah, unless you eat, if you don't eat pork and you don't do all these things, you can't be saved if you, if you eat any of these meats. So let's see what he says. Let's go down to verse 5. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed saying that it was needful to circumcise the Gentiles and to command them to keep the laws of Moses. So there was a big dispute there. The apostles and elders came together and to consider this matter, whether it should be so. So if you ever have a question whether you should be keeping the laws, the Mosaic law, uh, back when, uh, with all those, those ritual laws and ceremonial laws and, and feast days and Sabbaths and things like that, this is what they were talking about, and this is what came to us. Now, the Jews, we know, had those things. Israel had those laws, but to us it was never, listen to me, it was never, ever given to us. Paul explicitly told us things that we must do and to enter the kingdom of heaven, but he told it he never mentioned being circumcised as an outward flesh, fleshly circumcision or any of these such things. And it says, and when there had, uh, verse seven, it says, and when there had been much disputing or arguing, Peter rose up and said, "Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knows the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as unto us." He says, "Man, they got the Holy Ghost just like us." They received this, and it was a, such a blessing. We saw this salvation. Can you remember the story of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, how he had received the Holy Spirit and had not been circumcised, neither had a desire to be circumcised, or any of those things that the Jews were, or Israel was doing. He didn't even know those laws of Israel, and he got saved right there and filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said he put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith by receiving Christ in their hearts by faith and turning from their, their sins and that where, they, where they had a good conscience before God. Well, if you come on down a while, it, it says here, after you had much disputing, uh, some began to stand up and, begin to, and, and it came to this conclusion. He said in verse 20, 
He said, but this that we write unto them, speaking of, of, of the head brethren there, that they abstain from all the Gentiles from pollutions of idols, from fornication, from things strangled, and from blood. So those were the things that he, that he told them to tell the Gentiles not to do. Now, I want you to turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 2. Why was this told to them? Why wasn't any else thing else told them to do? To do? It says there in Romans chapter 2 and verse 14, Paul is speaking about the Gentiles. And he says, For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their heart. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Which show the work of the law written in their hearts. That kind of reminds me of something else, doesn't it? Remember? Before Moses ever was around, maybe in the days of Job, Job was there way before Moses. Abraham was way before Moses. Cain and Abel certainly were way before Moses, but yet they knew right and wrong. Cain knew not to kill his brother, but he killed him anyway. He was even warned of God. Why? Because they had a law written in their conscience just like you do. You know what's right and wrong. You know it's not right to kill. You know it's not right to commit adultery. You know it's not, not right to steal, to lie. You know those things. Why? Because it's written in your conscience. They didn't need a law. It says the Gentiles did by nature those things contained in the law because it said that it was written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness in their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. But what are people trying to do? Some of these people are trying to put you back under the old, mosaic, the old Mosaic law, the laws of Torah, and trying to get you to go back to that. Paul is warning you, don't. This is never written to you. Nowhere in the New Testament does it even say for, for, to a Gentile, you must keep the Sabbath from Friday afternoon at 6 p.m. to Saturday afternoon at 6 p.m. Nowhere did it say that. Matter of fact, it said the opposite. Turn with me to the book of Colossians, if you will. Colossians chapter 2 is very clear. He's writing to them, and he tells them, he says it in verse 6, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How did the Gentiles receive the Lord? In faith. Remember, we read that in Acts 15. They received him in faith. So walk in faith, which is faithfulness to God and, and purity with the Lord. To walk in that faith. The faith is a work. It's a working faith is what it is. And he says, rooted and built up in verse 7, established in the faith. As you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, watch out, he says. Beware, don't let anyone mislead you through philosophy. Philosophy is, is mosaic law regulation, which is Jewish tradition. Don't let anyone mislead you. Beware, he says. And what are people doing? People are misleading other people in this through this vain deceit, empty lies, or deception, which is what it means, vain to see. Tradition, the Jewish law of men, and it's not after Christ. See what's happening here? They're taking them back to the old Mosaic law. Instead of walking in faith, they're leaving faith and start trying to do something in their own imagination, thinking, well, God's going to be pleased if I keep these all these holidays. God's going to be pleased if I get circumcised. All this, watch what he says here. So he's given a warning, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. You're complete, he says. You're complete in him. You don't need to do these things that, he's, that they're saying of that old, old law. Now, there is the law of Jesus Christ, and you do keep the law of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 25, 
Paul himself said that we are under the law of Christ. What was the law of Christ? Well, like when Christ said, hey, it's been said to you, do not commit adultery. But I say unto you, he who looks at a woman with lust in his heart has already committed adultery. Because your conscience already tells you that anyway. You can't sit there and look at a woman and lust on her and imagine all these things and not be in sin. Jesus just expounded that so you'd understand that. But that was already in your conscience. But he broaden it so you could see what was really going on. He says here, you are completing him, and he's the head of all, all principalities and powers. But look what it says, in whom also you're, you are circumcised. Somebody said to me, are you circumcised? Yes, indeed. But it's not about circumcision in the flesh. I'm circumcised in my heart. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm circumcised in my heart. How did you get circumcised in your heart? Look what he says. Made without hands. In putting off the body of the sin, I stop sinning. You want to get circumcised? This is how you do it. You just stop sinning. Just don't sin anymore. And the Lord automatically does an operation on you. And he removes that old heart of stone, and he gives you a heart of flesh that's already circumcised. Praise the Lord. Not no wonder Jesus said go and sin no more because he wanted you to get circumcised because you must be circumcised. But not, it's not an outward circumcision, he said, not with human hands, but without hands, an inward circumcision. This way, the women and or the men, everyone must be circumcised, hallelujah, by putting off that body of sin, the sin, by the circumcision of Christ. He did the operation. Look what he says, buried with him in baptism, wherein you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. God does an operation on you. Doesn't use any anesthesia or anything. He uses the Holy Spirit. And he circumcises you and fills you with the Holy Ghost. He says in John 14, 23, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. I, my Father, the Holy Ghost, we're going to all move in with you. You're the temple of the living God, and we're going to come in with you. We're going to have a circumcised heart. You're going to walk in holiness with me because he said without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look what he says. And you being dead in your sins and circumcision, your flesh hath quickened you together, having forgiven you all your sins. It's as though you never sinned before. He washes you clean. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ did for you. That's what him being that perfect lamb and that spotless lamb and, and the blood for, the, uh, for being the lamb of, of God, he washed it all away as though you'd never sinned. Your sins are completely gone by the putting off of the, of the sins. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And you, verse 13, you being dead in your sins and, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, he made you alive. You were, Ephesians 2 says you were dead in your sins and trespasses, but now he hath quickened you. And he's saying the same thing here. He's made you alive that were dead. You were, you were dead because you lived in pleasure like 1 Timothy 5 says, and you were dead while you lived. And he said, together with him, having forgiven you all your sins, praise the Lord, blotting out the handwriting of the law. Hallelujah. I can just stand up and clap right now. He blotted out those old mosaic laws, that handwriting on the wall that was there, that was against you, those ordinances, all those things of the keeping of the Sabbaths and the holy days and the circumcisions and the washings and all those things. He says here, he blotted it out because it was against us, which was contrary to us. And he took it away, and you know what he did? He nailed it to the wall, to, to the cross with his hands and his feet. Hallelujah. And you're going to go back to that? You're going to go back and crucify him all over again by going back to the law? Paul wrote to the Galatian church. He says, haven't you begun in the spirit in Galatians 3? Are you now made perfect in the flesh? Having you started good in obedience to the Lord, but then you started wanting to go back and do these things? Some of these people are doing that. And going back and saying, man, you can't eat pork. 
If you eat pork, you know you're not right with God. Man, if you don't keep this holy day, you're not right with God. And all these different commandments, and even make their own commandments up, some of them the commandments of men. Stick to the word of God. Stick to what you were called to. You have liberty in Christ Jesus against those things. You don't need to do those things. You have liberty. And follow what the Lord says to do. And he's look at verse, look at verse 15. Well, he, he nailed that to the cross, all these ordinances, contrary to his, and took it away, he nailed it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, look, he drugged the devil through the street when he, when he died on that cross. He gave you the victory. He says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I said, I made you more than a conqueror. He, he said that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens, me, strengthens you. He says he causes you always to triumph. He says, thanks be to God which gives us the victory. Over and over again, he says, man, listen, I triumphed over the devil to give you the power to live a holy life, to live right in me. You're free from that Mosaic law. You can walk in liberty in me in, 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 in Christ and walk in faith. This is the what life that you want. Don't let anybody pull you back into that old law. You've been set free to walk in the law of Christ. He spoiled principalities. He made a show of them openly, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Praise the Lord. That's my God, huh? That's my Jesus. That's what he did. That no man, listen to me now, verse, verse, verse 14, 15, 16, let no man, you know what that means? Don't let anybody, don't let anybody, therefore, judge you in what you eat. I tell you, hey, you need, don't need to eat pork. Don't let anybody judge you in that. That's what God's saying to you. You letting somebody judge you in that? You letting somebody tell you to do that? They're, they're messing you up, man. They're taking you away from Christ. Because if you try to do this, then Christ has become a no effect to you, to you now. What is what you're doing? His, his cross is no good to you anymore. You're crucifying him afresh. You, 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 you're making his cross of no effect. He said, let no man therefore judge you in meat, what you eat, what you drink, a respect of a holy day, like you're supposed to keep some special holy day. Any of these days, you don't have to keep Christmas. You don't have to keep Easter. But the ones they really talk about is like the one, what, uh, Hanukkah? What, what's these different holidays they do and feast? Hanukkah, Hanukkah. You, some people want to say, well, I like to do that. It makes me feel real good. You know what? You need to stay away from that. He said, don't let anybody judge you in that. Stay away. You're free. Don't, don't use your freedom as a case of flesh, but you're free from those things. Christ has set you free. Don't go back. Don't go back to that. You never were there to begin with, but don't go back to what Israel was in. Or of new moons, those are festival days, like the Feast of Tabernacles or these different feast things. Uh-oh, guys, look at this. Or of the Sabbath day. Well, we got to keep the Sabbath. No. He said, don't let anybody judge you on that. The Bible says in Romans 14, hey, one man esteems every day alike. That's what we do. Every day is a Sabbath. You go back in the book of Isaiah, it says, that, it says that here's the real Sabbath. When you go forth and you don't do your will anymore, you don't say your words anymore, you don't go your ways anymore. Why? Because you lost your life in Christ. You become a new creature, and you're resting in Jesus, like it says in Hebrews 4. He is the rest. The Bible says, let us fear, lest any of us fall short of entering into his rest. We labored. But in our repentance to come into that rest, don't leave that rest and go back into laboring in the old law again. You've been set free, praise the Lord. These are all shadows 
of the things that came, that were to come. Those were just shadows, pictures of what the reality of it was. The, the Christ today, he is the Lord of Sabaoth. He is the Lord of rest. We rest in Christ. But the body is the cross. Let no, let no body rob you or deceive you or beguile you with, your, with a voluntary, with your reward. Don't let anybody take your reward away from you by doing this. That's because you'll lose your reward in a voluntary humility. Trying to get puffed up in your own fleshly acts. Trude, intruding into those things which, which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. He's in the flesh. He's not in the spirit trying to tell you to do these things. That's the fleshly mind he's puffed up by. Tell you, oh, it, it makes me feel better. Oh, I so feel so good when I do that, when I keep the Sabbath, or when I have that holy day. Oh, it's just beautiful. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let them do let them, Don't let them judge you in that. And they're not holding the head of what Jesus did. Jesus put it away. Don't go back to it. Which all the body by joints and bands have nourishment and ministered to them to knit together, increasing with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from these rules, <laughs> hallelujah, of the world, why is the living world you subject to these ordinances? Why do why you want to go back to that? You're not subject to that anymore. He says, touch not, taste not, handle not, stay away from it. Don't touch it. Why are you touching it? Why are you going back to that? Why are you going to the Israel tradition? Why are you going to the old laws? Do what Christ said to do. You want to walk in the law? Walk in the law of Christ. Go and sin no more. That's what Christ said. Stop the sin. That's a good one. That's what you want to do because that's the only way to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the way to truth and the life. The, the Mosaic law is not the way to truth and the life. Keeping the Sabbath is not the way to truth and the life. Keeping holy days in the way of the truth. Like being circumcised, none of that is. But Christ is. And it's what he did. He says all these things are going to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. These are doctrines of men. You know, you go to some places, they have all, oh, we, we have our own doctrine. We have our own teachings here, you know, that you don't do this and you give this much money and you do this. Stuff. These are doctrines of men. Stick to the teachings of Christ. Matter of fact, the Bible says this in the book of Second, in the book of First Timothy, chapter six. He says, "If any man preach otherwise, teach otherwise, and does not consent to the wholesome words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine or teaching which is according to godliness, he is proud and he doesn't know anything." Listen, that guy telling you to do this and saying you must do this, he does not know anything because he's leaving the teachings of Christ. The teachings of Christ says, "Leave that alone." Follow the freedom and the way that the Lord has taught you. Look what he's saying here. Stay away from that. Get away from that fellowship. Get away from that preacher because he's deceiving you and putting you back under the law, and you're going to lose. You're not going to make it to heaven because this is not the way. Jesus is the way, and what he said is what counts. The Bible says in John chapter 12 that, that he said, I didn't come to judge you. He says, but there's one that judges you. The very, very words that I speak of you, they will judge you in the last day. You need to be, listen to the words of Jesus. They said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're giving you the word of God. He says here, verse, last verse, which things, verse 23, have indeed, they have a, a, a good show of wisdom in will worship. But see, will worship is fleshly worship. It's not really their true worship. Remember Jesus said it to the woman in John 4, he says, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. It's not a fleshly worship. It's not a feel-good necessarily thing. It's not trying to feel good like you really, oh, I'm so holy because I'm doing this. Oh, I saw an angel last night. Oh, he told me this or that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this and that. No, this is a worship from the heart of humility, neglecting of the body and in, and, and in, 
not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. I hope you got what, I, what the word of God said, because I just gave you the word of God. The Bible says, if any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God, the word of God. This is what the word says. Be free in Christ and follow Christ's law. It's easy. He said, my commandments are not burdensome. He said, come to me and follow me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 